Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Now, we are going to look at the audacity of the word. You think I'm going to preach to you, but I'm sorry, I am not the one going to preach to you. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is going to preach to you himself. He can do better than I can. He wrote the book. He wrote the words. So he can, he can be the best person to tell you. We are going to have a look at the book of Hebrews. Why the book of Hebrews? Because the book of Hebrews talks about Jesus. Every page in the book of Hebrews speaks about Jesus and his supremacy. The book of Hebrews tells you about the supremacy of Jesus. And so God began, the Holy Spirit began to compare him to a whole lot of, you know, people and, and, and beings to let you know how Jesus is far above everybody. Oh, hallelujah. This year we are projecting Jesus, right? Yes. So I'm not going to do a lot of teaching. We are going to read the scriptures. Say the audacity of the word. You know, when somebody hears this theme, he might think that I'm going to give some exegesis of the word. What it means is that Jesus is the word. And we are going to look at his audacity. How he is higher and bigger than angels. How he is higher and bigger than Moses. How he is higher and bigger than the priests. How he is higher and bigger than all the sacrifices how he is bigger and higher such that he introduced us into the holiest of holies. This is the audacity of God. This is the audacity of Jesus. The word. Are you with me? We don't wait for anyone. And then, before we leave, about 15 minutes or so, we will pray. I'm telling you, the father has given me something to pray about for the whole week. And it's something we are going to pray about for the whole week. Watch out for miracles, signs, and wonders every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> You'll be amazed. So, if you are ready, 
let's begin to see Jesus in the pages. But I will talk small at some point. Just to help you. All right. <laughs> so we are doing chapter one, chapter two today. Can you feel God's presence? It's amazing. You know, the Holy Ghost said something to me before I came. He said, the energy of the believer is the Holy Spirit. See, it takes energy to do something. For the world, some people, the energy they need is blue jeans. It's rush energy drink. Storm energy drink. But I'm telling you, the energy of the believer is the Holy Ghost. And the more we fast, and the more we pray, the more we receive his energy to do exploits. These 20 days shall be... (laughs) You shall receive some energy. Some energy from the Holy Ghost to do the unthinkable. That which will take people days and years. Listen to me. Look at me. Do you know it takes the Holy Ghost to do in a moment what would take others years to do? Did you hear? I said it takes him a moment. It takes the Holy Ghost just in a second to give you everything that you can achieve in thousand years. A moment. A moment. Just like that. Now this week, I want you to see and think like that. That it takes a moment. It takes just a moment. It takes just a moment. It takes just a moment. We are in the moment. We are in the moment of the Holy Ghost. So when it's prayer, give yourself to prayer. When it is fellowship, give yourself to fellowship. Because we have entered the moment where we see unimaginable manifestations. Unfathomable manifestations. (laughs) I'm telling you. He is our energy. He is our energy. All right. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Holy Spirit, we are ready. Please take us through. He says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners speak in time past unto the fathers by the prophet. Before we continue to read, let me just give you a, a breakdown. In Hebrews chapter 1, the Holy Spirit was coming to talk about Jesus and how big he is. So he first of all started from (laughs) who Jesus is in the eyes of the Father and who he is with the Father. Comparing him to those who came speaking for God. Then he went on to now talk about the fact that this Jesus, he is not comparable to angels because angels at a point in time began to speak for for God. So the prophets who began to speak for God the angels who began to speak for God. Right into chapter 2. Then in chapter 3, Moses was a type of Christ who also began to speak for God. 
He was comparable. He was, he was compared to Jesus, but he couldn't match. From chapter 5 to chapter 7. Then from chapter 7, he began to talk about the priest who came and also was speaking to on behalf of God to the people. Jesus is, is, is greater. Then he got to a point where he began to talk about the sacrifices that were speaking to God on behalf of the people. He said, Jesus is even greater and is the best sacrifice. So what you can see here, the Holy Ghost is doing is that the Holy Ghost is trying to tell us that Jesus is preeminent. He is the first and he is the most preferred amongst the angels, among the prophets, among the priests, among the sacrifices, even among the temple, even the temple. Are you with me? So here, he began to get into who God was using to speak first. So he said, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers. So God was speaking, but he spoke through the, the prophets to who? To the fathers. Then the verse 2 says that, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he had appointed heir of all things by whom also he had made the world stay there now the statement you see here he had he had in this last day spoken unto us by his son in the greek is different the amplify the tpt picks it better actually what he's saying is that jesus is the language of god but to us living in these last days god now speaks to us openly in the language of a son so jesus is god's language jesus is god's language when a man speaks about jesus he's speaking god's language can you see this The Bible talks about anyone that preaches Jesus is speaking by the spirit of what? Prophecy. You see? Because Jesus was prophecy. He was the father's language. So as we are talking about Jesus and Jesus throughout the whole scripture, this is God talking. God's language. You see, in the earth, some people's language are English. Or it's English. Your language might be Chi. Or Gan. God doesn't have English or Gan as his language. The language God speaks is Jesus. Can you see that? That is why he wants you to speak his language. Reason why he wants you to preach Jesus. So the more you talk about Jesus, the more you are speaking the language of God. Oh, this blew me up when I saw it. Hallelujah. So you can see how a lot of people are not speaking God's language. You preach any other thing, you are not speaking God's language. If you are talking about Jeremiah, let Jesus be found there. Let God's language be found in Jeremiah. If you talk about Elijah, he's amazing. But let God's language be found in Elijah. Otherwise, you are speaking something else that is not understood. 
Can you see that? That is why every preacher preaches Jesus. You cannot be a preacher and preach any other thing. The word preacher is not a man that carries Bible and a microphone that says anything, you know. No. Because anybody can claim and call themselves preachers. But a preacher is one that speaks the message of God. And the message of God is Christ. You see that thing? The message of God is Jesus. So when a preacher talks for God, he must preach Jesus. If you don't preach Jesus, you are not talking for God. You are holding a Bible. People are hearing you mention the name of God. But God is not the language. Jesus is the language. Can we agree here? So he says, back to us. Let's look at TPT in verse 1. You change to King James. Quickly. I told you I won't talk plenty. Oh. See, throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets. So do you see something here? In their time, the prophets were the language of God. He has spoken to us by his prophet in many different ways. But for them, God didn't speak to them in one way. It has to be different ways because they were not the original plan. And whatever they were saying were truth that were added on. It wasn't the entire truth. So every prophet and the revelation that, that God makes them speak and they add on to. So Elijah's book gives us one, 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 one idea of God's truth. You must add that to Jeremiah's own. You might add to Ezekiel's own. You might add to Moses' own. You see, when you add all of them together, then it becomes the full truth. So when the days of the prophet were ended, Jesus came. Because he's the truth. Can we get it? Alright. So he says that the revelation he gave he gave them was only what? A fragment at a time. It was only a fragment at a time. Building what? One truth upon another. So one prophet didn't have all. They only spoke as God wanted them to speak. Is he? That is why God says in diverse manners. But when it came to the sun, the language was different. In verse 2. He says, but to us, oh Jesus, for the prof- for the fathers, or to the fathers, the language was diverse, so they didn't catch the whole truth. Can you see that? But to us, say us, us. living in these last days, God now speaks to us openly in the, not a, in the language of a son. The appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things and all time. So he began to introduce Jesus this way. Okay? All right, now let's do. Okay, go on to the next one. The sun, oh Jesus. The sun is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. 
the exact expression of God's true nature. His mirror image. He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sin and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. So the Holy Spirit is giving you an end-to-end picture of this Jesus that he's coming to talk about in comparison with angels. So already he's giving you a picture of who he is. Now he says that he is the dazzling radiance of God's splendor. In other words, God's glory. (laughs) Now I use the light to show you. The brightness that is coming from the light in there. You see, when you open this one, it's a bulb in there. And it is the bulb that produces some light. But the light gives off some, it brightens. That rays that is producing is the dazzling radiance. So God is all glorious. But what shines from God? The radiance that radiates from him is Jesus. Can you see that? Yeah. When you look at the sun, you can't look because the rays is too high. That thing that you can't look, that is not the sun because when you get to the sun, it's a round fireball. But that round fireball produ- radiates, you know, glory, light. So that light that is being radiated is Jesus. He's the rays of the Father. That's, that is to tell you that what God is trying to say here about the Holy Spirit is that you cannot separate the glory from the radiance. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You cannot separate race from the source. Do you understand? Hmm. And the Bible says that he accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sins. Can you see something amazing has happened here? He began to talk about the deity of the son. Then immediately he switched to the son as flesh. Because deity doesn't die. Except he comes into humanity. So after talking about him being the mirror image of God. Immediately he said he accomplished for us. The complete cleansing of sins. And then took the seat. So he was. Oh Jesus. You can see the you factor. He was God. He was the red. He was God with God. He's the radiance of God. He's the effulgence of God's glory. Then he came down into humanity, accomplished some task, and when he was done, he went up again into his glory and sat in a place of majesty. Can you see this? Now that you understand this, the rest is easy. So we are talking about Jesus, not a natural man. We are talking about Jesus, not a commoner. We are talking about Jesus, God, who became flesh. The Bible says that, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Jesus. Jesus. The Bible says that he's preeminent. 
before all things he was he forwent everything entered into humanity died for humanity but he didn't stay there if jesus had stayed with humanity humanity would not have been glorified so after jesus died and saved men with his blood canceled all their sins he went back and pulled them together you see that thing now if there is somebody that loves you more than anyone is the God who saw you, came to you, went up again, and still sees you. Your parents can love you. No human being. That's how people can get married and they divorce tomorrow. Because we are all in the same, in the same dimensions. What I know is what I see and what I... <laughs> but he saw me before I was born. Came to me when I was born. Died for me, shed his blood for me. And he went up again and sees me differently. Can you see that? He loves you more than you can ever think of. Oh. Now he began to speak about the main topic now. Remember chapter 1, chapter 2 talks about Jesus greater than angels. So he said, he is, he's talking about Jesus. He is infinitely greater than angels. So God said it here. So when you see people who love angels, Lord, I want to see angels. You know, you want angels, 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 angels. You haven't known Christ yet. Why are you going after um, apprentice? When there is a master. No, if, 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 I, have, if I have an amazing car, expensive car, Range Rover or, you know, Lamborghini and I go to a mechanic shop I will not allow just an apprentice to work on my car he is not experienced he will spoil the thing I want the master to handle it for me instead of chasing angels instead of crying and dying to see angels pray for Jesus look for Jesus because the Bible says that he is infinitely greater means is that his greatness has no end do you know your do you know how you can measure your height without a tape measure like this do you know when you stand by a wall and you stretch your hands like this from here to here measures your height okay from here to here Measure it and see and measure this. That is you. Now, the Bible says something about this. That's what I showed you. You want to know how big this God is. You want to know how high he is. The Bible says that his arm stretched arm is infinitely. His right arm is infinite. His left arm is infinite. If you can measure his infinity, you can know how big God is. For angels are not like that. You can measure them because they have finite arms. Even their wings are finite. So you can tell the height of an angel. Listen. Oh Jesus. Did the Bible ever tell you that the heaven is for God? His throne. 
and the earth his footstool. Now, how high? What is the distance between heaven and the earth? That is how long his leg is. You want to know the size of his foot? Remove your shoe and put your leg on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about an infinite God. If you can see God as infinite, he is incomparable to no one. Now, God began to now talk about angels because angels are, you know, they are also supernatural. They are glorious. Psalm 3. They are glorious. They are mighty. They are stronger than you. Okay? The Bible says one angel was able to kill about 75,000 soldiers. At the moment. Just at the moment. He struck 75,000 men. They died immediately. One angel is stronger. The Bible says that you is angels. Praise ye. You, you are his angels that excel in strength. I've taught you that before. Psalm 103 verse 20. That excel in strength. But see, irrespective of the strength of these angels and how glorious they look and how they excel, they are still a subset of the universal God. Can you see that? When you were in school, you learned subset, right? For that to be a subset, there must be what? The universal. So there is a box like that and inside you write zero. So there must be. But you see, unfortunately, this universal is an infinite universal. And angels are found. No wonder even the angels bear his actions. The name of Michael represents what God does. The name of Gabriel tells what God does. So all these subsets of the supreme being in their, in their names, their actions, their roles represent what God does and who he is. Don't you understand? He's revealing his glory in every way. Through angels, through the clouds, through the sun, through stones, through the sea, through the rivers. He's revealing who he is in all dimensions. Are you with me? Yes, <laughs> Alright. Oh, Jesus. Go on. Go back to Hebrews. Please don't. Now, he is infinitely greater than angels. Please get it into your, into your head. For he is inherited. For he inherited a rank and a name far greater than this. So Jesus has a rank and he has a name that is far greater than angels. So when you hear some men of God are very passionate about some angelic names, I wonder. They give all their time to know some angels, they tell you there's an angel in the in the in the third book of Moses or in the seed book of Moses. They are angels, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there are thousands upon thousands of thousands upon angels, ten thousand upon ten thousands of angels. But you see, they don't have a rank 
they don't have a name. It is only about Jesus. That has inherited a rank and a name. For what is this rank? What is this rank? The verse 3 told you the rank. The Bible says that after cleansing our sins, he then took his seat. Where? On the highest throne. Oh, no, Jesus. On the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. Now listen. Before Jesus came to the earth, there was only one throne. That is the throne of God. Can you see it? And the other thrones are the thrones of the 24 elders. But when Jesus died and he went to heaven, a throne was made for him and for us. Right on the right hand of God. Because Jesus used to live in God. He says, who at any time seen the Father? John 1, 18. And he said, except his only begotten son, who has what? Who comes from his bosom? So that is where Jesus used to stay. That is where the Holy Ghost is. That's how we call, you know, that's how the Trinity works. The Father is in the Word. The Word is in the Father. You know, all these things. He said, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom, of the father had declared. I explained this to you. But now when Jesus died and he purged our sins, a throne was made for him and us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. For he raised us up together and made us sit together. Can you see that? And had raised us up together and made us sit, made us, made us sit together, where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So Jesus is sitting on the throne and everybody else is in Christ. So all of us, all the billion billionaire, um, uh, 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 Christians in the world, we are seated in Christ on the right hand of God. Now I explain this to you. When the Bible says the right hand of God, the right hand of God means the place of power or the hand of power. So actually, we are seated in power by power, close to power, on power. <laughs> Anyhow, any, any adjective or adverb you want to give it to, we exude by power. So when you are praying in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you see, that is why, that is why the things of the spirit, eh, it is not how giddy giddy you do it. It is how conscious you are. Because you see, if you say in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, they will all work. And I told you, mostly those who scream a lot, sometimes it's out of fear. Because they think if they say in Jesus' name, Satan won't fall. Because they try to address the devil as a human. You know, if he's human, if I want you to sit down, say, hey, Angie, sit down. Is that, is that correct? If I say, Angie, sit down, there's no power. That's how we address the devil. But in the spirit, you can even say, Jesus' name. 
and the devil will fall. Why? You are already seated at the place of what? Of power. Can you have this? So that when you lift up your hands and you are praying, he pakoted the bar. You are not praying as if the devil has any chance of winning. Because of where we are seated. Therefore, we are seated on the right hand. So this is the rank that Jesus has. What about the name? You know it already. In the book of Philippians, he said, and he has given him a name that is above all names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee bows of things in heaven and on earth and under the earth. You see? Yeah. So, no angel has been beckoned to have a rank. So, some people are like, angelic rank. It's fine. I, 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 it's nice. It's nice to talk about them. <laughs> but there is a rank. I would love to... Look, even the angels would like you to talk more about Jesus than to talk about them. He is infinitely greater than angels. He, for he inherited what? And what? So Jesus inherited a rank and a name far greater than this. You see, you might not know this, but I tell you this. Whatever Jesus inherited, you have inherited as well. Jesus inherited a name, correct? Okay, do you know the name Christian? The name Christian, the word Christian. It's not just somebody that carries Bible and goes to church. The word Christian means the revealed one or the anointed ones. Can you see it? And he has given us his name on legal grounds. It's called the exousia. He has given us his name as well. You remember when Jesus rose up from the, from the dead, the first thing he said was that, now behold, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Then he passed it unto men. He said, now go and preach the gospel in my name. Do this in my name. So the power Jesus received, he passed it on to the Christians. He passed it on to the church. So today the church has Jesus' power. In other words, the rank he has, we have. And the name he has, we have. That is why when the devil sees you and things are getting destroyed and you say, in the... He leaves it. Or even when it gets destroyed, you can pray it out in the name of Jesus and that which is destroyed will come alive. Why? Because of the rank. And the name. Christianity is not coming to sit in church. If you are a Christian... And you, the first thing about you, I keep saying it, you can't heal yourself. If you can't heal yourself, just know that your understanding is not there. You should get to that point where sicknesses, malaria, headache, it, because you have received rank and name. And he says, in my name. Look at it all. He said, in my name, you. You shall cast out devils. Which means, there's nothing wrong with you. You are too You are too well. How can I cast a devil when I am oppressed by devil? Can you see that? That time is coming. There's coming a mighty revival all over the world. The church is coming back to the place of power. Not screaming by the roadside. Look, Jesus said something. He said, you shall lay your hands on the sick 
correct? It's in the Bible. How come you are sick? You lay your hands and nothing happens. How come? You are there. Your mother is sick. Your father is sick. Your brother is sick. And all you know is the doctor. The doctor too is seeking God when he's sick. Oh, I have inherited the rank. Is it blasphemy? No. The Bible says that <laughs> he said, for we are joint heirs with him. So whatever Jesus has, what it means that the rank belongs to me 100% just as it belongs to Jesus. The name belongs to me 100% just as it belongs to Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Look, get to that point. Why you know that as you mentioned Jesus, let the devil come and carry this house. He's got into the US. Shout the name of Jesus. The house must come back. Archbishop Idaosa, one of his visitors came to Nigeria and had a conference the following day and had to leave. When he got to the airport, he said the plane had left. He said, No, it's impossible. He said, In the name of Jesus, I command the plane to come back. That's all. That's all. See, grow yourself into a point where you believe so much in the name of Jesus. That you know that as you mention it, the reason why you mention it shall be solved. After a few minutes, they were there and then they heard that the plane had had a fault. So the plane turned around and came back to the airport and parked. The man of God called it back. You are telling me I've lost something. I have done this. Call it back. The believer doesn't lose anything. The years are gone. You are getting heart attack unnecessarily because you think time is gone. Call time back. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Believe it. Look, if the name was not important, God would, Jesus wouldn't have inherited it. Because remember, the name Jesus is actually God the Father's name. If I let me put it, it's actually the, the name of the Godhead. The reason why Jesus inherited it is because Jesus is God incarnate, God that became a man. No man has the right to inherit anything divinity. The closest men got to was for men to have names that represent who and what he does. Can you see? Yes, sir. You cannot call Elijah Jesus. It is impossible. It does not matter what he does or how much God uses him. Because none of them can take the scroll, the, the, the scroll from the Father. None of them can shed their blood. But God gave us an idea that very soon, um, these people, that if, oh Jesus, if you look at the name Sarah, he has a name. Abraham has a meaning. You know, Isaiah has a meaning. Uh, uh, Jochebed has a meaning. You know, all these names, children that were born, they, God gives a name to them. 
that represent what God will do. But they are not God. But when Jesus came, they called him, you see, all the names that they mentioned, Emmanuel, they never called him that. Because the name Emmanuel was not only the prerogative of Jesus. The name Emmanuel is not a name, it's a title. What do I mean? I told you the Holy Ghost will teach us tonight. What is Emmanuel? God with us. Is that correct? The Bible says, and Jesus became the um, as God. He became flesh and dwelt amongst us. So, he was not talking about his name. He was talking about what he would do. God tabernacled with men. That is what we call Emmanuel. The reason why it's a title, it is like Pharaoh. Pharaoh is not a name. Pharaoh is a title. Lucifer is not a name. Lucifer is a title. Now, when Jesus left, God came again in the form of Holy Ghost to do what? To dwell with men. So, Emmanuel is here again. Can you see that? For unto us a child is born. For unto us a son is given. And his government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called. The first word. Wonderful. He's trying to tell you who he is. He is the man full. Of wonders. That is who he is. So when you see Jesus. That is why he told you. Go in my name. You shall cast out devils. You shall heal the sick. Gift of miracles. Gift of healing. Signs and wonders. Why? He is full of wonders. When you see Jesus, you are seeing wonders personified. Now, if Jesus lives in you, ladies and gentlemen, you are full of wonders. That is why you don't pray for wonders. You show forth wonders. The more you pray, the more you fast, the more you get into the word, the more wonders comes out of your hands. Everything you touch becomes blessed. You know, a lot of people limit wonders to the blind seeing, the lame walking. You making money and being rich. Getting your business flourishing is part of the wonders. <laughs> oh, these 20 days will be amazing. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Said wonderful. Forget about the rest. What I wanted, you see, normally the first thing God shows you is the thing. In the beginning was the word. The first thing God wants to show you is the thing. There are, there are names here, come on, come on. But the first one he tells you is the thing. Wonderful. You see Jesus, wonders wonders like somebody's going to exalt you are not here tonight somebody's going to exceed wonders in your business at home in your finances the wonders of Jesus will permeate through your business and your home everywhere (laughs) oh I am full of wonders 
I am full of wonders. I am full of wonders. Yeah. So you see, when you say I am wonderful, it's not a normal language. You are trying to say I am full of the word. Somebody shout hallelujah. Maybe you never know this. Hallelujah is one of the pronunciations that causes the Holy Ghost to manifest quickly. You know what hallelujah means? Because in heaven, they don't say anything but hallelujah. That is why when you go to church, say praise the Lord. You don't say, you know, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. You cannot say amen to hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then they will say hallelujah. Then when you say hallelujah, they say amen. Hallelujah means praise be to God. So when you say praise be to God, you can't say amen. One is English. One is Hebrew. So you go to a lot of places, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, when we go to somewhere and they say hallelujah and we say praise the Lord, they, they feel uncomfortable because they say amen. They don't understand. You are trying to say, praise be to God. Let it be. Let it be. He is. He is. He should be who he is. <laughs> he is. Because all praise be to him. <laughs> so the right greeting. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you know whether you your eyes sees or not? When you are praying or you are doing and you mention hallelujah, angels say the same thing. Yeah. Angels say the same thing. In heaven, when they see something wonderful, all the angels say hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What it means is that praise be to him that sits upon the throne. Praise be to him that sits upon the throne. Praise be to him that sits upon the throne. Because he is sitting. It cannot be amen. As if God is waiting to sit on it. He has been sitting before he sat. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you see this? listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian raymond night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-275100800. 
so many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed. Name.